Jesus Christ, you're the light of the world. We pray you'd shine your light now into our hearts. Jesus Christ, thank you that you're the living Son of God. And we pray that you would live in our hearts. For your dear name's sake. Amen. So thank you for that reading. You've heard it already. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. Those of you that might have heard sermons before or read the Bible before, and I hope that might be some of you, might immediately want to put their hand up and say, wait a minute, if Jesus is saying, you are the light of the world, how come in another part of the Bible he says, I'm the light of the world? Ah, I've got you. The Bible's full of contradictions. That's why I don't have to believe it. All Christians never, never make their minds up. I've, I've rumbled you because in one part it says, Jesus says, you're the light of the world. But in another part it says, I'm the light of the world. What's all that about? Well, we need to think about that because Jesus is unique and he did say, I'm the light of the world. I'm going to read something to you now which I think makes its own point. And as you listen to the story, think about this Jesus and how wonderful he is. There are lots of wonderful children and young people here. There are lots of wonderful helpers and volunteers. And it's only right that we clap them and appreciate them. But just you listen to this. It's simply called One Solitary Life. There's only one Jesus. He only ever did one really great thing for the whole of the world. And here's a story which makes us realise, and it, it's sometimes even one of those kind of lumps in your throat feeling. It kind of gets to you. And that's why I'm not saying there's a contradiction here that when Jesus says, I'm the light of the world, in John's Gospel, actually, he meant it because he is. Without further ado, one solitary life. He was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He grew up in another obscure village where he worked in a carpenter's shop until he was 30 when public opinion turned against him. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never went to college. He never visited a big city. He never traveled more than 200 miles from the place where he was born. He did none of the things usually associated with greatness. He had no credentials but himself. He was only 33. His friends ran away. One of them denied him. He was turned over to his enemies. He went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. While dying, his executioners gambled for his clothing. That was the only property he had left on earth. When he was dead, he was laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. Twenty centuries have come and gone, and today Jesus is the central figure of the human race and the leader of humankind's progress. All the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever sailed, all the parliaments that ever sat, all the kings that ever reigned put together have not affected the life 
of humankind on earth as powerfully as that one solitary life. It's only one description of how important Jesus Christ is, written by a contemporary historian. But anyone who's sitting here and knows that they're a Christian and has invited Christ into their life, they would say, yeah, I've got it. He is the leader of humankind's progress, and he's my leader too. So Jesus wasn't fibbing. He wasn't contradicting himself when he said, I'm the light of the world. He really is. The only one that lived, the only one that died on the cross, and the only one that God has raised to life forever more. So this, friends, is a Christian church. I'm a Christian minister. In some senses, you could describe the UK as a Christian country, although there are some aspects of it that are slipping rapidly away from us. But whatever you think of me as a Christian minister, or you think of this building, or however you're getting on in the country, the most important person to think of at this moment right here and now, is, is you. Now, I know we talk a lot about not being selfish, and that's good and proper, but just think for a moment about you. Would you like to be a Christian? Someone in whom this amazing Jesus Christ lives, and lives in a real way. Now, in a moment, I'm going to do something really risky in a church building. But before I get to that point, I want you to look up to something I've prepared earlier. Do you remember Blue Peter? Here's something I prepared earlier. <laughs> you too, not many others. <laughs> there you go. We must talk about that later. Look up there. There's a lovely light and one next to it. And the light is not working. Now, I wonder why, if Jesus says, you are the light of the world... I wonder why the light that's Jesus Christ within you might not be working. Richard, thank you. Here's why the light might not be working. This is risky because dear Richard's never done this before. Oh, all the lights have gone off. Well, there's one over there by the... Go on, Cam, see if you can work that out. It just gets switched off. The reason the lights aren't on is that they've been switched off. If you want the light of Jesus Christ to be in you, if he says, I'm the light of the world, and you want that light on within you, you need to switch it on. The vicar can't do it, although I'd like to see this place full of Christians week by week. The church can't do it. The government is certainly not going to do it. But you can switch it on. You can say, I want to have faith in Jesus Christ. You know when Mark was talking about that Jesus, I kind of feel, I actually feel he is the real deal. I get, I get the fact that he was working for God. I, I get the fact he was on a cross and God raised him to life forevermore. I know, I know about the manger and I think I've got it about the cross and Easter and the resurrection that Jesus is alive forevermore. And actually, some of the people I meet that call themselves Christians, I've got that sneak little feeling inside me. I'd, I wouldn't mind some of that. I'm quite happy to go through life, but I, I quite like to go through life with this Jesus. Could, could I give it a go? 
you can do, but I can't help you. You need to switch it on. And the switching on part of the Christian faith is exactly that. It's faith, which simply says, I trust you, Jesus. I believe you, Jesus, that you're the Son of God. I believe you died for me and rose again for me. And if you can say that, and you don't actually have to say much more than that. Sometimes you listen to adults talking and it gets far too complicated and you read all the books the church leaders have written and you kind of think, oh, goodness me. All you have to do is to say, Jesus, I believe in you and the light of Jesus will get switched on. Richard. And, and that's what will happen. You'll become a Christian. Jesus, who says the light of the world will then look at you and say, you're the light of the world because the light's been switched on. Now, what about this light up there? It's not working. I mean, sometimes people use the word broken and damaged in an unhelpful way, but just to say, well, it's not going to happen for me. <laughs> I'm afraid everyone else could put their hand up and the light's going to come on, but it's not going to happen for me. I'm, I'm just broken. It needs, actually, it needs fixing. We're going to have to get a great big scaffolding up there, take, take the damaged thing out, put the right one in, and again, when you switch it on, it's going to come to life. There is nothing in your life that's happening at the moment, in your life, in your head, in your body, in your home, in your school, in your community, that Jesus can't fix. The vicar is not going to be able to do it. I just want to put that out there, just so you don't ring me up and send me too many emails. I'm not going to be able to do it. But Jesus can. And the simple reason I know that is that this one Jesus has done something that no one else can ever do. He died, and God looked at him and said, I can bring you back to life forevermore. And I don't know of a Christian believer who has looked me in the eye and said, Jesus has made a difference to my life. I've still got things that need fixing, but without him, they'd be a whole lot worse. So please, whatever it is you're thinking about at the moment, for some of you, it might be your parents. And tell me, I've had five kids, and they, they make me feel like, no, it's, they will get fixed. Jesus will fix them. For some of you, it might be something at school, something you're worried about in your mind. If you've never ever actually asked Jesus or told someone about what you're thinking of to ask for Jesus' help, you might never know the difference and the lights might never go on. Now some of you might be sitting here thinking, oh, the vicar's got new lights in the church. Yeah, it has. It's taken me two years to sort this out and an awful lot of money. And it's, it's glowing here. Maybe you'd like to glow for Jesus and someone told you the stories about Jesus many years ago when you came to church, but now you don't go any longer. And actually you sit there and you think, do you know what? I think, I think actually this is true. <laughs> and, and I want to get back in the game. Well, I don't know if you live in these kind of fancy posh houses. Sorry, I must be careful now. In my lounge, I go in, you switch the light, it just goes on and off. But I go to some people's houses, got really fancy curtains, nice chairs to sit in, about five TV screens, you know, massive great drinks cabinet, and all the rest of it, you think, ooh, ooh. And do you know what their light switches look like? They've got these fancy dimmers. <laughs> and you just 
turn it, and it goes softly, softly down. The Christian faith that you need to have, that someone somewhere started for you, whether it was your mum, your dad, your godparent, your Christian minister, someone somewhere switched the light on you, but you've let it go dim. It just needs to be turned up and say, more of you, Lord. Just like these young people, starting out making promises, saying, I'm going to go for it. Sometimes as the years go by, the promises get a little bit watered down. Turn the dimmer switch up and let Jesus be the light of the world through you. And so when Jesus comes to preach at the all-age service at All Saints Ecclesall, and he looks out at everyone and says, you're the light of the world, everyone goes, yes, I am. Jesus has set me alive. I want to be with him. There's nothing I can't fix that God and me can't sort out together. We're going to change the world. That's actually his plan. And that's the best way to live, no matter how old you are or how young you are. Now, there's an interesting story, and I'm going to conclude with this before I pray, in the Old Testament, where God says, I look not on the outward appearance, but I look on the heart. I actually think it's great to be a member of a uniformed organization. I was when I was a younger lad, and I've still got it now. I mean, look what I have to wear every Sunday. Okay, sometimes there are great garments. And and you're doing great doing this. But the most important thing is not what's on the outside, it's what's on the inside. For the Lord looks on the heart. And if today in your heart you're sitting there thinking, I want to believe in this Jesus, have faith. If you're sitting there thinking, well, I don't think he really understands, let Jesus fix it. And if you're sitting there thinking, well, I used to be into this, but not so much now, let Jesus fan this thing you have in your life, which is Christ, into flame. I'm going to pray now. And if you feel after you've prayed with me that you'd like to take this further, special gift for you today, lots of things up here to look at and take, little booklet which simply says, follow in his steps. And this one solitary life that lived, if you want to follow this Jesus and have his light within you, then this has got pictures in, pretty easy to understand, and it's got a simple prayer which says, I want to promise to follow you, because he for sure has promised to love you, and he's done that even to the end of his life. Let me be still, and we'll pray together. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, risen Son of God, thank you that you love me. Help me now to press the faith 